Welcome to the Religion Unplugged podcast. I'm Melissa Harrison, Interim Executive Director of The Media Project, a global network of journalists that empowers journalists to provide a more profound understanding of the role of religion in public life through accurate, thorough, and intellectually honest reporting. Religion Unplugged is our award-winning nonprofit news website that covers the topic of religion in public life and in people's lives. Each week, we take a behind-the-scenes look at a topic being covered in the news to gather more insight and understanding on the stories being covered and the people who are covering them. Today on the podcast, I talk with one of our senior reporters, Bobby Ross Jr., about what he predicts will be some of the top religion stories this year in 2024. So on the podcast today, we have Bobby Ross Jr. And Bobby, I know a lot of people, a lot of our listeners, our readers are um, people who read your weekend plug-in every week to just kind of keep us up with what's going on in the world of religion news. And so for the end of the year here, starting off the new year on January 5th, you had an article, um, Happy New Year, what will be the big religion stories in 2024? So we just thought it'd be fun on this podcast as we take a look ahead at the year ahead to just talk through some of the stories that you mention in the plug-in um, for people who may not have had a chance to read it yet. So when you're looking at the big religion stories, first of all, how do you kind of, I know religion is your beat and you've followed this for a long time. For people who um, you know, are wanting to keep up with religion stories and what's happening, anything that you could give insight, like how do you follow this beat and how did you determine what would be the big stories for the year ahead? Yeah, I just follow a lot of, I guess, a lot of, of really good religion writers and religion journalists who 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 write about these issues and keep up with them. So, and, and we can plug in, it, it's some analysis from me, but a lot of it, a lot of it is just pointing pointing readers, pointing the audience toward great journalism all over the map. Some of it at Religion Unplugged itself, others of it at other large and small publications. And that's probably that's the big part of what the 2024 look ahead was, was just kind of kind of highlighting a few journalists who had kind of tried to look ahead to 2024 and say what might be big religion stories this calendar year. So what are some of the ones that really stood out to you as you were putting this together of what could be big stories in this this year ahead? Yeah, and there, I don't know that there were a lot of surprises there because you know, most of the journalists predicted that the presidential election will be a big story in 2024 and I don't think it takes a lot of insight or not. <laughs> no. I think we would all say that's pretty obvious that's going to be, you know, a big story and Oh, yeah. Obviously, some big, you know, religion angles there because religion plays such a big role in in the election as far as be it religious voters and how the in in in, in how they do or don't vote on a candidate based on their religious values and and, and just other types of like there was one uh, Tobin Miller Shearer. I think I'm saying that right. A professor mm -hmm. had written an article for the conversation kind of about, you know, with three predictions about how politics and religion would mix. And 
kind of his, you know, it was interesting. He said, you know, the end times rhetoric, expect to see that in a lot of the, what, what you see coming from the candidates. Second one was the idea of a divine mandate and candidates on both sides kind of saying, I'm, I'm your ordained candidate for such a time as this kind of uh -huh. kind of either direct or indirect reference. And, the, and then in the whole, I, the issue of Christian nationalism kind of has, oh, has yeah. been a big issue for several years and probably became even more so after the, after the riot on, on January 6th of 2021, where there were people, you know, carrying flags, but also carrying Christian crosses and other religious mm -hmm. symbols so that so that's probably you know this professor was saying you know that those three things are, are probably going to be things to watch during the election mm -hmm. the article by kelsey dallas um suggestion make a new friend of different faith and then commit to actually taking or talking to them about what they believe what is this um this piece yeah. I think I'm trying to remember that article. I know I think Kelsey had cited some survey data just along the lines that most of us or a lot of us don't really have friends of who believe different things than we do. We tend right. to, you know, I'm a Christian. I tend to have a lot of Christian friends or mm -hmm. I'm also a member of the Church of Christ and tend to have a lot of Church of Christ friends and mm -hmm. and maybe we don't have a lot of connections with people who believe differently than we do. So I think her kind of her new year's resolution type thing, even as a journalist was to say, I'm going to make a concerted effort this calendar year mm -hmm. to actually try to have some friends and some conversations with people from, with different beliefs and different worldviews that mm -hmm. I have. And I think her point was, you know, the world might be a little better place and we might have some better conversations if we would try to, get out of our comfort zone a little bit and talk to people who aren't necessarily just like us, either in our worldview or, or in what we believe specifically. Mm -hmm. Looking at the, um, obviously the war in Israel, the Israel Hamas war, and really here quoting, you know, has exposed a generational rift among us Christians and their perceptions about the conflict. That's another big story. That's yeah, I think so. Research. Yeah, I think I mean, yeah, I think it's obvious that the Israel-Hamas war will be a big story in 2024. But I think the other thing that probably that story emphasizes, as far as someone trying to predict what the big stories will be in 2024, is that's that was the big story in 2023, as far as you know, the Religion News Association both had voted for its top stories of 2023, both internationally and domestically. And the Israel-Hamas war figure was the number one story in both cases. It, internationally, obviously, the war itself was number one. And then nationally, kind of some of the ripple effects, such as the rise in anti-Semitism and, and Islamophobia and some of the things that have kind of rippled effect from the war. And I don't think if we were doing this, recording this same podcast a year ago, we would not be sitting here saying, you know, the Israel-Hamas war will be the big religion story of mm -hmm. 2023, which I guess my point being, mm -hmm. who knows what the actual big exactly. story will be, because, the, you know, the, the the entire definition of news is things that, you know, are different and big. And Right. So, I mean, I think we have an idea of what some of the big stories will be, but I think obviously every year we'll be surprised and 
we'll have some good things and some bad things happen that we didn't anticipate in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is one thing that's so important. Even, you know, I know your plug-in for us is such an important part of what we produce each week because it really is for people to be able to know that there's a trusted source of somebody who is keeping their finger on the pulse of like what is what is happening, even though to your point, you can't predict, of course, you can't yeah. sit here on January, yeah. you know, yeah. early January and tell us what's going to be the big story yeah. all year long. But we know that you're following religion news closely. And when things do happen, it's going to be people like you who are religion reporters who are really going to be able to bring. Yeah. Yeah. And I could mention a few others that I think sure. will probably, well, I mean, these were some of the ones on the list of the journalists we were following, but the the Southern Baptist Convention and its effort to come to grips with with sexual abuse among mm -hmm. in in its in its denomination that they're still trying to come up with a way to track that and build a database on that. So I think the Southern Baptist Convention, the sex abuse issue, will continue to be big. Uh, Pope Francis, you know, the has with his statement, or I guess I wish I was better at. Catholic terminology than I am, but basically right. with Pope Francis saying priests can bless same-sex unions, but not, right. not participate in, I guess, in, in same-sex marriages, that issue, Pope Francis, both with that issue and just with his age and his mm -hmm. future with the Catholic Church, those, you know, Clemente Lisi, the, the Religion Unplugged's executive editor, he's pointed out those will be some of the bigger Catholic stories of the year. Uh, the abortion issue obviously is not only a religious issue, but it is a big issue to a lot of, of people of faith and that that it will continue to be a big story this mm -hmm. year. And then just the whole, you know, the rise of the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, as far as as people, you know, as fewer people with religious affiliation and more people identifying with no religious affiliation and kind of some of the decline of congregational life and congregational size in the U.S. Re you know, religion reporters like Bob Smetana at Religion News Service predict that those will continue to be big issues. And I never remember how to say Bob's last name, so I, I hope I said it right there. Right. I do know how to spell it. I just don't know how to say <laughs> it. But, but those are some right. of the other stories that could be big in 2024. That's great. Well, we so appreciate your time, Bobby Ross Jr. Thank you for, for your contributions. And um, if people want to follow you too, how can they, obviously on Religion Unplugged, we have your stories, but um, other places, if they want to follow you on social media or find other work that you're doing. Yeah, they can follow me on Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it now. It, it's at Bobby Ross. Uh, if they have like, suggestions of stories we should highlight or questions my email is the ross news at gmail.com uh, yeah those are probably the two best ways to to follow okay, and, awesome. and, and i forgot the big one Substack. we we send out the weekend plug-in that's published on the religion unplugged website but it's also before we publish it online we send it out to on on an email so if you want to be first and want to make sure you don't miss it you just need to to sign up for that and that would be i think weekendplugin.substack.com or if you go to the version on the 
religionunplugged.org website. You can just click and it'll take you to a place to sign up your email to, to get it every week. Yeah. And that is great. It's every Friday, the weekend plug-in features analysis, fact checking, top headlines from the world of faith. So you can subscribe on our website as well to get the newsletter delivered straight to your inbox. Um, and then Bobby, your, your email address as well is on there on the website too. So right. that's, right. that's great. Religionunplugged.com. Any stories you're working on right now that we should know about that you can preview? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've got a few working. I was blessed to go to and I guess I, my the religion unplugged. I do kind of on a part time basis a freelance gig that I really enjoy doing. But my main job is as editor of the Christian Chronicle newspaper, which is an international newspaper for Churches of Christ based in Oklahoma City. So right after Thanksgiving, I spent about ten days in 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 Australia and Vanuatu, which is an island in the South Pacific. So got a pretty cool story about a Christian school in Australia that sends all its ninth graders to the island of Vanuatu every year, kind of, it's kind of a capstone project, but they learn about, you know, it's a global experience and it's also a faith building experience and an experience of kind of teenagers, young teenagers kind of living on an island in a kind wow. of a developing nation for a couple of weeks. So that, that, that should be a pretty interesting story. So that's one I'm working on. And then I've, I've spent time in, in Nashville this week. And, and one of the stories I'm working on is about a, a, a youth minister and his wife who, who lost their four-year-old daughter in a, in a big tornado in Cookville. Texas about four years ago, mm. and they had not done an interview about any of that until now. And they and they talked to me because they're they're starting a ministry called the Magnolia Foundation to help parents who lose children. Mm-hmm. So just a really compelling thing. And they opened up just about their experience of of what the tornado was like for them, and and just mm-hmm. a really compelling thing. So I, I, that's a Hate to say you're excited about a story that's so tragic, but it, but I think it is an exciting story to the extent of people who've been through such a traumatic experience and kind of how they the journey they've been on to come out the other side and and have feel like they have a mission to kind of serve other people who who have gone through that very terrible experience themselves of losing a child, be it for through an accident or a medical reason or or however else a person might lose a child. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Those stories I know as a journalist can be really rewarding and I think important for the people we interview too. If people are willing to talk and they want to talk, it can be such a part of their healing to share their story. Right. And to your point, for people who are right. going through that, nobody's going to be able to understand it more than somebody who's been in your shoes. So the light that you can shed through those stories to help other people who are in that dark place right now. I mean, it never, I think obviously the grief never ends, but it can create some purpose and help to see that good can come from even these tragic stories that we cover. And so I get what you're saying. You don't, you wish it didn't happen, but obviously you look forward to something, you know, the story being told and making right. a difference. Right. So that's awesome. Well, we look forward to as always seeing your work and thank you again, Bobby, for your time today. And oh, thanks Melissa for your work and, for those who are listening, you can check out Bobby's work on Religion Unplugged and at the Christian Chronicle as well, or follow him on social media.
Thank you for listening to the Religion Unplugged podcast. All of our reporting is made possible and paid for directly by donors like you. In fact, we want to thank everyone who gave to Religion Unplugged at the end of the year as part of our Newsmatch campaign from the Institute of Nonprofit News. Thanks to you, we were able to match funds and raise more than $28,000 for editorial needs to pay our contributors for religion stories from around the globe that might otherwise go untold. Consider how you can join us year-round in our effort to increase religious literacy, whether that's a small donation, signing up for our weekly newsletter, following us on social media, or sharing our work on your social media channels. We look forward to partnering with you.